Welcome and thanks for tuning in to Diving Deep with DL. I know there are most of us that do not care to recollect about some of the incidents or occurrences in our lives and wish they would be gone forever. And one day, my fellow disciples, they will be. However, there are numerous events, times, and matters that you wish never ended and the desire not to only reminisce about them, but also live them out again. Do you have any of those? Today, which is no different than any other day, is to contemplate, reflect, and cogitate on. Are you ready? Because if you really think about it, there should be someone at the forefront of your memory storage compartment. And when he is, it just reaffirms your love, hope, and faith in him. You got your tanks. Let's dive in. This segment is titled, Discipleship, the Way of Life, Remember. Now, you tell me that you don't have any of those situations or life experiences that you wish would never reemerge in your mind. But without fail, it could be a song, conversation, even just a word, a look, or a color. And this mental phenomenon goes immediately into action. And at the front... Hear those thoughts and actions come alive again. I've heard many people say, and yours truly is included, that if you had the chance to do it all over again, I would do it differently. Hindsight will always be clearer. That is, if you're looking at it with a different lens or view. For example, you could look at certain behavior with a worldview and consider it, eh, it's not that bad. And I am not as bad as them over there. But looking at the same situation with a biblical view, you may consider something that goes like this. Um, hmm. That's sinful to God, myself, and others. You catching my drift? Well, that confirms that you are actually remembering and whether it brought a knot in your stomach or chill bumps, regardless of what they are, they are occurrences in our lives where something that happened has made a lasting impression. And regardless of if it's good or bad, it could be locked in that amazing thing created by God called the mind. This past month, I've been in truck driving school because I will be driving a tractor trailer. You know, the 18-wheeler. And I'll be going places and seeing people that before I arrived, I never knew they even existed, yet God does. Therefore, diving deep with DL will be going on the road. So, this is how the message from God came. I was getting my spouse's vehicle serviced for a problem. The mechanic, whose name is Ronnie, and he's a good guy and a great mechanic, said while he was looking at the vehicle, You ever think about getting a CDL? Well, I looked at him in amazement because we've never discussed anything about getting a CDL. So naturally I thought, well, hmm, I need to talk to God about that. And all the pieces started to fall into place. I will testify, God and his sovereignty is in the delays as well. And I'll save that for another day. God brings forth getting a CDL into my heart and mind. And I asked, and God's response was with a question. How can you go if you never leave? 
And yes, there are those that I currently see where I tread on a regular basis, but God, in his predetermined plan, has places for his disciples to go, and soon, my fellow disciples, I'll be on my way. So the simple truth, I see it like this. First, it's what Jesus said in Matthew 28, 19, and 20. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. You can count on, I'll have that passage on the dash of my truck as a reminder of the work that God has ordained for me to live out at each stop I make along my journey to the narrow gate. You can count on that. So, now think of God's question again. How can you go if you never leave? And now that you know what is currently happening in my life, it makes total sense. And my fellow disciples, I'll be on the go. Amen? Has God ever caused you to go where you've never been before? And in doing so, you must step out in faith and trust in God only. You know, God's word has the evidence. And I pray God will equip me by the work, power, and teaching by his spirit all along the way. Now, I want you to know I've never driven a tractor trailer before. So I am learning so many new things and most of it needs to be remembered. And what is required to be a semi-truck driver requires a more detailed training process that is far beyond the learning of how to drive an automobile. You can believe that. Talk about remembering. There are all types of things you must remember. First, you ain't driving a car. You're driving the biggest vehicle on the roadway. Your vehicle and its load cannot exceed 80,000 pounds. That's 40 tons, my fellow disciples. And it sure changed my perspective about zipping in front of them anymore, I can tell you that. And you must commit to memory the parts and safety procedures that you must complete on every pre-trip, in-route, and end-of-route inspection of this 40-ton machine. Now in school, they call it an 80,000-pound killing machine. And yes, I would agree with that statement because of the sheer size and weight and being out of control, it can and will accomplish that. But how I'm looking at it is, and it's the biblical view, lens, is it's a 80,000 pound machine bringing God's word, God's truth, God's spirit, God's love, God's light, God's grace, God's mercy, God's forgiveness, and God's testimony. And the testimony is this, that God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son, as 1 John 5.11 declares. And that testimony will be on my heart and mind along with the cargo I'm accountable to deliver to the assigned destination, my driving mentor, and all the others are on the road. So, enough about me, and I look forward to how God has planned the continuation of this Godcast. Amen? Now, if the truth be known, and so many do proclaim this line, I'm only human.
as their excuse to justify their sinful behavior. Well, just going to throw out a subtle reminder that you need to remember. That will not work with Jesus because he will respond, and so was I, and I know what the spirit and the flesh is capable of. So ponder this point. And let me know if you think this portion of God's word is worth remembering. It's Genesis 8.1. But God remembered Noah and all the beasts and all the cattle that were with him in the ark. And God caused a wind to pass over the earth and the water subsided. What would you think would happen to Noah and all the beasts and the cattle that were with him in the ark? if God failed to remember? What do you think would happen to you if God failed to remember the promise he made in Jesus for you? I will testify to the truth of God. The end of your life on this planet will be the beginning of hell forever. That's the simple truth. What about this passage? It's Genesis 9, 15 and 16. And I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. And never again shall the water become a flood to destroy all flesh. When the bow is in the cloud, then I will look upon it to remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. May I ask, have you seen a rainbow? That's another amazing wonder of God, is it not? Now the plain old truth, when God says never again, you should remember that when the clouds are fully open and the buckets of heaven are pouring out, well, it will stop before every living creature of all flesh are destroyed because God will remember his covenant and is faithful to himself and his word. Amen. I pray you want, need, and desire for God to remember. I know I do. Put this passage into your memory. Uh, let's say it this way. Put this passage in your remember category. It's Psalm 77, 11. I shall remember the deeds of the Lord. Surely I will remember your wonders of old. Now, if you are a disciple of Jesus, then you would be a student of God's word, making you a learner of the truths of God. I guess asking you this question, I would wonder how you would answer. So here it is. What are God's wonders of old? You could have easily testified to Genesis 1.1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. But just stop and meditate on that fact for a moment. The earth is formless and void, right? Now you look around you. What do you see? If you only looked at the blatantly obvious, the sun, moon, stars, and planets or the rain, ocean, air, and water. Look at the animals, insects, and birds. All of it, God's wonder. 
Take some time and look at your siblings, children, and other loved ones. Is this not God's wonder of coming forth from his mouth? Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth as Genesis 1.26 serves as a constant reminder of God's wonder that every human being walking on the planet has been created by God in their image. Yes, we could go through the Bible and pick out thousands of wonders of God. And I just mentioned the obvious that you are seeing today, that the millions of others that live through and experience it themselves as God completed his work yesterday, today, and forever. Amen? Now, think about your own body and how it works. Your muscles, your heart, your eyes, ears, bones, breathing, consumption, and digestion. You know the amazing thing? When people say, I can't heal from the sinful act you committed against me, I find that amazing. Because when you injure yourself with a simple paper cut, it heals, which confirms and proves that the wonder of God has placed the healing properties within your essence. So, how could it be that the body could heal, but the mind can't? Are you picking at that scab again? Leave it alone and let it heal. Did you know that forgiveness is one of the greatest expressions of love? And one of the greatest expressions of forgiveness and love is Jesus. Listen to this. It's Luke 23, 33-37. When they came to the place called the Skull, there they crucified him and the criminals, one on the right and the other on the left. But Jesus was saying, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they cast lots, dividing up his garments among themselves. And the people stood by, looking on. And even the rulers were sneering at him, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself, if this is the Christ of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him coming up to him, offering him sour wine and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. The plain old truth, this ordained day was God's predetermined plan from the foundation of the world. Jesus' life is a saving for his disciples. And to think, in the midst of his beating, nailing of his feet and hands to the cross, and the spear into the side, and immediately blood and water came out, Jesus was laser-focused on his mission for the redemption of sin and the freedom for your soul, my fellow disciples. And again, I will ask you, do you think God the Father forgave those men that day? Listen to this. And I would say, who would want God who is omniscient, omnipotent and omnipresent, who is holy, just, and righteous, to only act and judge on those three attributes. If he did, 
Every created being, regardless, is destined for weeping, mourning, and gnashing of teeth. That's the plain old truth. So I pray that God is faithful to his word that he says in Hebrews 8.12, For I will be merciful to their iniquities, and I will remember their sins no more. Praise God. And Hebrews 10.17, And their sins and lawless deeds... I will remember no more. How about Psalm 25, 7? Do not remember the sins of my youth or my transgressions. According to your loving kindness, remember me for your goodness' sake, O Lord. You surely do not want God, who possesses perfection in all of their essences, essence, excuse me, also possess a perfect memory and if you are not in Jesus, then all you need is just one sin. And by the way, you're born with that one, so no escape. If there is anyone out there that is walking around with only one, I will testify I can only walk in the righteousness of Jesus because without him, filthy rag. Amen. What about the wonder of Jesus? his living and active words, his love and unlimited power, his sovereignty, his works of healing, restoration, raising, drawing, teaching, power, forgiveness, faithfulness, and righteousness, just to name a few. He is the Word made flesh. And as the judge of the living and the dead, you would want Jesus to remember his words that he scribed by his disciple Habakkuk, in Habakkuk 3, verse 2, Lord, I have heard the report about you, and I fear. O Lord, revive your work in the midst of the years, in the midst of the years make it known. In wrath, remember mercy. What would you do, and the short answer is nothing, but what would you do if God did not remember mercy in wrath, what do you suppose will happen to you? I will send you this one in a bubble. Why would the creature desire for the Creator to remember? Because this is what you should remember. It's Ephesians 2.12. Remember that you were at that time separate from Christ excluded from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of promise having no hope and without God in the world. When you were dead in your trespasses and sin, God made you alive. That's the plain old truth. And as you journey each day that God gives you breath, Colossians 2.13 must be something you should remember, it says, when you were dead in your transgressions and uncircumcision of your flesh, he made you alive together with him, having forgiven us all our transgressions. And if you remember where the breath of life comes from, you'll find it in Job chapter 12, verse 10, in whose hand is the life of every living thing and the breath of all mankind. So, just between me and you, I'm thinking God is making it very clear 
at the end of the day, at the beginning of the day, and during the day, his creation must be remembered. All that he has done in and through his creation of the elements, foliage, animals, birds, creeping things, and people. Amen? That brings me to another question. Doesn't it seem that whatever is occupying your mind is what you actually talk about? That's the truth, whether you believe it or not. Only because of what Jesus has said. Listen and remember these. The first is what God said through his disciple Solomon in Proverbs 27:19. As in water, face reflects face, so the heart of a man reflects man. How about Matthew 6:21? Or where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Please tell me. What will you be thinking and talking about? I was reminded this week of two important things that I myself need to remember. And one is 1 Corinthians 15.33, which says, Do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. There are several people I've been interacting with at school, and profanity is in just about every sentence. Now, before being saved, I was that same way. And I can tell you, my flesh jumped all over that, and I found myself saying, Did you know beep? And when I beep? And on my way home that day, God the Holy Spirit brought to mind something that I needed to remember. And it was Ephesians 4.29. And it says, Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word that is good for edification, according to the need of the moment, so that it will give grace to those who hear. I pray God enables you to remember his words, so you can also apply them whenever it is necessary to live out the testimony of the life change that has come into your essence and the evidence of 2 Corinthians 5.17 comes alive in you. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. Remember, in him, in Christ, in Jesus. And finally, is what Jesus said through his disciple Matthew in Matthew 15, 18, and 19. But the things that proceed out of the mouth come from the heart, and those defile the man. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murderers, adulteries, fornications, thefts, fault witness, and slander. Here's another good one to remember. It's Luke six forty-five. The good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth what is good, and the evil man, out of the evil treasure, brings forth what is evil, for his mouth speaks from what fills his heart. Who is listening to you, and what are they hearing? You remember what God said about the flood in the book of Genesis, right? 
You ever wonder why God did bring the flood? Before you answer, let me ask you this. You believe God did bring the flood, right? Well, here's the reason God brought forth the flood. It's Genesis 6, 5 and 6. Then the Lord, Lord, excuse me, then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great on the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. The Lord was sorry that he made man on the earth and he was grieved in his heart. So remember this. What fills your heart will soak your mind, and you will live out in your thoughts, words, and deeds. That's the God's honest truth. So, when you're struggling, and it doesn't matter if it's past sin, failures, difficulties, or whatever, remember what God has said and promised. It's Isaiah 65, 17. For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former things will not be remembered or come to mind. There will come a time in your essence, my fellow disciples, when all of it will be gone. Yes, you can and might and will face it in your mind today. But reading, studying, and meditating on God's Word will equip you with a new way of thinking. And God's Word is the only means through the power of His Spirit that you can accomplish that. Listen to Romans 12:2, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. But God can move it, whatever it will be from the forefront of your mind, because God's word is so rich, it will overpower anything when you dwell in the truth of God and his promises. Listen to this truth of God scribed by Jesus' disciple Paul to the disciples in Philippi. It's Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there are any excellence and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. Dwell on the truth of God. Dwell on his word. Dwell on the faithfulness of his promises. Dwell on the works that he has performed all throughout humanity. Dwell on the things that he has done in your life when you were not even faithful and he preserved your life. Do you have times when you knew in your heart you should be dead and yet but God and he saved your life? You can conquer those thoughts that try to interfere with your remembering. But it's only through God, by the work of God the Holy Spirit. Listen to Romans 8.37. But in all these things we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. Do you believe what God is saying? As we head back up, take this with you. 
Listen to Isaiah 46.9. Remember the former things long past. For I am God, and there is no other. I am God, and there is no one like me. How about what God said this through Isaiah? It's Isaiah 43.25. I, even I, am the one who wipes out your transgressions for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. God is commanding his disciples to be proactive rememberers. Listen to Jude 1.17. But you, beloved, ought to remember the words that were spoken beforehand by the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. Do you have other disciples in your life that are speaking the truth in love to you? Then this is what you should remember. It's Hebrews 13.7. Remember those who led you, who spoke the word of God to you, and considering the result of their conduct, imitate their faith. When you are speaking, do you use your own words or what the world has to say? or God's word. Yes, you will experience hostility, resistance, and conflict within yourself. And I would venture to say you thought I was going to mention others. No, within yourself. And at times, you could be your own worst enemy. Can anyone testify to that truth? Well, here's why remembering is such a wonderful benefit and why you will have this struggle. It's Galatians 5.17 For the flesh sets its desire against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another so that you may not do the things that you please. The evidence will confirm the action. which verifies what's soaking your heart that will excuse me that will saturate your mind and validate how you are living it will be by the spirit of god and your own flesh nga so you will either live and walk by the spirit or you will either live and walk by the flesh there is no gray area remember his wonders which he has done his marvels and judgments uttered by his mouth, as Psalm 105.3 testifies. I remember the days of old. I meditate on all your doings. I muse on the work of your hands, as Psalm 143.5 declares. Remember what Jesus says in Revelation 3.3. 3. So remember what you have received and heard, and keep it and repent. Therefore, if you do not wake up, I will come like a thief, and you will not know at what hour I will come to you. Remember this, God keeps his word. Trust in God that they are faithful and look forward to them fulfilling their promises. God will redeem his people. 
God has made covenants and commitments, and he will always keep what he has commanded as committed to. Whatever God commands will come to pass. God can restore what the locusts have eaten. Thank you, Jesus. And even if your past is immersed with failure and sin, God has intervened to bring to an end the destructive life you are causing to yourself and others. He will redeem you as a new creature, bringing with him joy, purpose, and hope. And if in your current way of life is involving suffering, I want you to remember this truth. It's 1 Peter 5.10. After you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself perfect, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. Did you hear it? God himself will come to you. He won't send anyone else. He will come himself to you. Amen. Let me pray for you. Abba, I love you and thank you for today. This is a day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Abba, you know there are many that are currently suffering, and I have no idea where they are or even why they are suffering. But in your omniscience and sovereignty, you do. You have promised that you would come to them. Will you go and perfect, confirm, strengthen, and establish them? The mind you created is an amazing creation you have placed within us. There are times when our past sin, failures, disappointments, loss, and evil behavior fills our minds. Thank you for your work, word, and spirit. Because without them, we would be consumed with evil thoughts, evil words, and evil deeds. Thank you for remembering your grace and mercy. Empower us to fix our eyes on Jesus and God the Holy Spirit. Bring to mind the freedom and truth that can only be found in Him. Help us to continue to remember the marvelous and faithful work of your hand. Help us to keep your covenants and remember your precepts. We pray, God, that you do not remember our iniquities and show, O oh God, you are gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, and abounding in loving kindness and truth. We believe and will forever remember your faithfulness of your word, and you will remember your covenants, and that you are there for your disciples, because your disciples that are the righteousness of God in Jesus. I have seen the work of your hand and your spirit in and through my life, and I'll remember Jesus' sacrifice and bloodshed, providing the way for your forgiveness for a debt I could not pay, for a debt they could not pay, for a debt we cannot pay. I ask all these things in Jesus, who is faithful and true, 
the mediator, the chief cornerstone, the Son of Man, and the great I Am's name. Amen. Well, thanks for tuning in to Diving Deep with DL. The Lord's loving kindness indeed never cease, for his compassions never fail. They're new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Have a great day of worship and keep walking the way.